time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. It's time to get geeked up. All right, as we said, I guess this would be the uh, part two of the episode, the uh, Star Wars section. You know, you had Big LW giving you the uh, Corona rundown, and uh, of course, your boy and, and, and the Ben and Jerry the, flavor rundown. More importantly, because <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Smith is listening, waiting for us to talk Star Wars. He's like, "Will this fucking guy shut up about Ben and Jerry's for a?" <laughs> <laughs> but this was, uh, like we said, uh, May Fourth. Uh, not only is it a Star Wars thing, but a big special place in our hearts. So that's kind of when this whole podcast kind of kicked off five years ago. Yes. But I'll give you a rundown of my Star Wars day, May 4th. May the 4th be with you all. I know and um, I know. a lot of people were wondering why we didn't do a show. Obviously, we don't work on May the 4th, folks. Come on. That's our, uh, that's our holy day. Yeah. <laughs> and even so much so, I'll give you the rundown. I woke up that morning in my... Uh, Stormtrooper pajamas and my Darth Vader slippers. Uh, <laughs> if you don't believe I have those, I'll post a picture of me on the Christmas where I got those things, uh, like two years ago, three years ago maybe. Uh, like I'll put years. up the Facebook page. Proof is in the punch. They're, 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 um, they're those huge, just like floppy, uh, you know, slippers, but it's a Darth Vader. They couldn't be more uncomfortable. It's like giant Darth Vader heads <laughs> in the front and your feet barely fit in. Yeah, trying to flop they're around your house with them all. They, God forbid they get wet yeah. and they're all heavy and off balance. Yeah, aesthetically, they're great. Uh, as comfortability goes, terrible. <laughs> but uh, then I went to the kitchen, made my uh, Death Star-shaped pancakes, which is, uh, let's be honest, it's just pancakes. It's just a circle. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you? Uh, uh, what exactly was the contortion there? But maybe drizzle some maple syrup on there to make it look like a oh, yeah, like a battle is taking place. A little powdered sugar, make it look like the snow of Hoth. Yeah, you, you see what I'm doing? Get creative. And then I, uh, I sat down and rewatched Episode Nine: Rise of the Skywalkers, which was just added to Disney Plus on May fifth. Uh, or May 4th, rather, uh, on Star Wars Day. That's now Disney Plus now has all nine episodes of the Skywalker Saga. Plus okay. they have Rogue One on there. Nice. Good programming um, there for uh, Disney Plus that's been rolling absolutely. stuff out, but saving the episode nine re-release to May 4th. So well done. And then I uh, proceeded to watch, and this isn't really anything that's been released, but I just want to point out that it is on Disney Plus. And it's this great two-and-a-half-hour documentary about, like, the making of the original trilogy. And it has all the cast on there, like, talking about, like, what they went through, the problems with the studios, kind of how George Lucas was hanging around just back then with, like, Brian De Palma and Scorsese and Spielberg and all them were, like, giving him notes on making Star Wars. It's really interesting of just, like, it's a great documentary. It's on Disney+. Plus. That's awesome. The original trilogy. 
That's a great shout out there because uh, honestly, it's interesting for like being the most iconic movie franchise ever. You really don't know much. Like I don't know any like goofy fun facts, a la like the the, the shark in Jaws or anything like that. You know what I mean? But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess it was not necessarily like a blockbuster smash right out the gates or like a huge, you know, revolutionary uh, actually, works from the beginning, right? It actually was, dude. It was oh, even it was. so much so that it was the original Star Wars was, you know, and the geek thing that I was complaining about was actually nominated for his best picture that year for the Oscars. Okay, wow. It's this whole thing, too, where he thought it was going to be shit, and, like, while he was making it, people were like, what is this crazy nonsense that you're making? Like, this weird space opera. And a lot of the actors didn't even quite get it. Like, the guy that played Al Guinness, who played the original Obi-Wan, was just like, this is wacky, man. Like, this movie's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And just, like, what a huge hit it was, and that how he, like, directed the first one, and then didn't want to direct the next one just because it took so much out of his life, and... Even the people that are directing it were like, or making the second one were like, look, this is, clearly isn't going to be as big as a hit as the first one, just because the first one was so like new, and they just kept getting more and more popular. And the second one was just obviously we know now like, such yeah, a yeah. big hit as the original. No, then it just took off a life of its own, I'm sure. <laughs> by by that For point, sure. it's just really interesting to see like the actors take on it, some of the writers and the studio execs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a great, great watch, man. No, definitely, um, man. What exactly had like Lucas been doing? Like before that, he had done like American Graffiti, which was a famous comedy, though, like nineteen fifties sure. okay, style comedy. But he, uh, what were like he had he done anything in the sci fi kind of world? Even like, I don't even know what else he had done. That he made THX with uh, Robert Duvall. If I'm okay, not yes. And it was a uh, sci fi kind of like dark look at the future. Yep. Um, and it was a thing that he was really pissed off about it because the studio really got involved in it and moved his movie around a lot. Same thing with American Graffiti. Someone kind of, uh, I think Brian De Palma actually, like, he made American Graffiti on a dare. It was just like, dude, you like all the sci-fi stuff, but you can't just make a cheesy comedy. And he was like, okay, okay let's give well. it a shot. So that was... And made that, and the studio really got involved in that too and changed the stuff around, a lot of stuff around. Where it really got him kind of like disgusted with studios, he wanted to be more of like an independent filmmaker then, and that's kind of the irony of it is that like when Star Wars came out, it was like the biggest thing for Fox at that time ever to come out, and he now was like this big studio god where they're like, all right, man, this guy can't do any wrong, and I guess with American Graffiti too, even though they edited a lot of his movies, the American Graffiti was a huge hit when they came out too. Yeah. So like, no, American Graffiti is definitely was- still regarded as one of like the Classic comedies of the 70s. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars 2, he uh, wanted a lot of like no-name actors to be in it. And Harrison Ford was in American Graffiti. And he was just in there to read lines along with uh, the other actors as Han Solo. And then once he just did it enough times, they're like, all right, man, like, how are we going to do this without him? He's amazing at it. The, uh, no way. Runner-up, he was not even like the... That's amazing. So that was how Harrison Ford got in the role. He was just doing the uh, he was just doing reads with actors auditioning for the other roles as like a Correct. favor to 100%. George Lucas because they knew each exactly. other. Exactly. Wow. Exactly that. And then he eventually got it. The other guy that was pretty close to getting it, and they show a lot of videos of him reading his Han Solo is uh, Kurt Russell. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's just really. Interesting I mean, Kurt Russell would have been a good Han Solo. In all honesty. Yeah, I mean, watching the tapes, too, it, he seemed pretty good at it. 
Wow. All right, so that sounds like a definite must-watch, though, for any Star Wars fan. Uh, uh, so yeah, really, big, really big shout-out there for for you. The other thing that I did after that was I watched the uh, series finale of the Clone Wars animated series. Okay. Was, Again, something we were really, talking about the zo- uh, on the Zoom room last week. I think Dennis was telling mm-hmm. us that he had uh, uh, just watched it, but that was uh, uh, there was so some was geek, geek talk. Was, yeah. he was watching. What's up? Diddy was watching it that day too. I think he brought it up initially. Okay. Yes. In. All right. So give us th- give us your thoughts. So uh, just to give you background, what the Clone Wars was because we didn't really give, we haven't really given it too much attention on the show. Is it was a series, an animated series that first aired on Cartoon Network that takes place in between uh, episode two and three, between Rise of the Clones and uh, between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Uh, and it just kind of makes, it just kind of gives the history of what was going on during the Clone Wars uh, war. Now, is and that the just, period uh, of time where, like, Darth Vader was, where Attican was really turning, uh, turning evil is being covered? Not or? really so much turning evil it just kind of showed what he was doing during the war it introduces a character ahsoka which was his padawan okay it was never made into the movies but it's uh it really just gives a lot of cred because it kind of started off cheesy and really took on this life of its own where it just kind of this guy who made the show dave filoni is this absolute star wars fan who just like gave it the respect it kind of deserved and made the uh the prequel series a little more legitimate and then um like five years ago or whatever. So when Disney bought Star Wars, Cartoon Network had to stop making the show because Star uh, Disney okay, Star Disney Wars. Now. So it kind of ended on a bummer note. Where they never really finished the series, and then uh, um, Disney started making shows like Rebels, another cartoon series, which takes place in the same universe, which took place between uh, episodes three and four. Yep. Um, now, just with this last year, Disney Plus announced the final season of Clone Wars, giving everybody closure and uh, showing you what happened with those characters leading up into Revenge of the Sith, and it was really neat. The last two episodes actually take place. Uh, so now, ultimately speaking, Re- though, is it just one season, or this whole show has been several seasons? The whole show is six seasons. The okay, wow, so it's six seasons accumulating the in-between of just that, still that one storyline, though. Six seasons covering the in-between of those two movies? Correct. Okay, I see. And this last season kind of just gave closure to everything, um, really showing what happened during Order 66 when the clones turned on all the Jedi, uh, kind of showed, it kind of rolled into Revenge of the Sith so much show, so they'll give you a little spoiler, but it ends with Darth Vader, like you see him in the full Vader outfit in the cartoon. It's pretty epic, Okay. Man. Uh, the guy Dave Filoni is a huge, huge Star Wars fan. He like has so much respect for like the universe, so much so that he even directed a couple episodes of uh, The Mandalorian. All right, which is why there's a lot of nods to a lot of these animated series in that show because he was a part of both. Okay, I see. Well, as well, like one of the things I actually kind of wanted to ask you real quick, though, about it is the uh, just in terms of the animated series based on the popularity a couple years ago, maybe at this point, but the Into the Spider Verse. 
uh, uh, you know, Spider-Man series, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. I really feel like that might, for me personally, anyway, would maybe give me like a second chance to give a, a, a another look at one of these animated series where that's kind of where my like, you know, I, I tap out a little bit on like my Star Wars interest once it gets to the animated version of it, you know. But based on how good of a, of an interpretation the Star uh, the Spider-Man Spider Verse was, you know, I could actually. You know, I could give maybe a, a, a run at a Star Wars animated series if they were kind of giving you a presentation I mean, a little bit more like that. For sure. And just with saying that, too, there's so much more you can do with animation, you know, like that yes. you would look cheesy or fake on screen with real actors and animation. You know, sky's the limit. You can really have them like really like with the Spider-Man movie, for instance, really swing around and do all this stuff. And the Star Wars stuff, you can have them really like use the force powers. And yeah, yeah. To, like. You know, really do the things you couldn't really do so much in the movies. No, for sure. In a lot of ways, they lend themselves better off to cartoons if you can kind of get over that hurdle mm-hmm. if you're watching a cartoon. <laughs> Which is a little bit of I, uh, I guess uh, it's perfect, May, it's perfect for taking, May the 4th. They're taking these cartoon series more seriously now because, you know, they're like The Mandalorian, like I said, is a live action, but there's a lot of nods to the cartoon series. Um, and the Mandalorian, so I guess we can get into because there was some Mandalorian news as well. But I kind of felt like that. My problem with that show, kind of in general, and it is, I guess, kind of. I think you really brought up the great Star Wars divide, but uh, uh, that show it felt more like it had that cartoon tone of vibe than like a real space opera epic tone to it. You know what I mean? Where it was like a fun sure. shoot 'em up action adventure kind of tale as opposed to something and that's kind of what you really brought and shattered my whole star wars existence in a lot of ways but i kind of just held such respect and regard to the original series as being these like epic space tales but that was really because i watched it when i was like 10 and they've always been kind of like kid fun action adventure you know wild thrill ride kind of movies and the expectation level gets changed, you know. But really, in a lot of ways, like, The Mandalorian would have been a perfect cartoon, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, easily. And that's, but I think that's why it was so fun seeing it live action. Yeah. it was kind of getting the respect. And I guess, too, that was the whole thing that kicked Disney Plus off was, like, that was the first, like, original series they had going on. It was, like, get Disney Plus now. So of course, there's all these Marvel shows that are coming up. But, uh, you know, Disney Plus opened with The Mandalorian. Yep. And and yeah, that one had a couple different directors, like you said. He, this guy from the cartoon, Filoni, did a couple episodes. But, of course, Favreau was really in charge of that. But one of the little fun sure. things well, about I that was each episode had its own little me. fingerprint. Absolutely. Well, I guess that would lead me to, because on also on May 4th, uh, Disney Plus released this thing called the Disney Gallery Mandalorian, where it's an eight-episode kind of docuseries about the making of uh, The Mandalorian. And they're releasing them week to week because Disney Plus has been doing that. So you, you got to wait each week to watch it. But the first one was a director kind of roundtable headed by John Favreau, who like produced the thing, was very hands-on about it, an avid Star Wars fan. And it was a roundtable with all the directors of this season. Which oh, cool. Dave Filoni, like, a, like I was talking about from Clone Wars, uh, Deb Chow, Rick Samayuma, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ron Howard's daughter directed an episode. And, of course, uh, the man himself, Taiki, Taiki Wahidi, from uh, Jojo Rabbit, and uh, obviously yep. uh, what we do in the shadows. He also voiced the robot in the uh, Mandalorian show. Yep. Yeah, he did the finale, right? 
Uh, I forget. Yeah, I believe he did do the finale. And yeah. it's just an interesting to see, like, obviously it's still big studio involvement, but to, like, have it on the TV scale, it's interesting to see just, like, what ultimate Star Wars fans all these directors are and Favreau is producing it that, like, really adds to the show. It can almost be better than, like, you know, I personally like 7, 8, and 9, but you can tell it's just kind of, like, they didn't really have a clear direction. Each director was kind of doing their own thing. Yep. This and we is talked like a lot about super, that throughout the process, that it was very sloppy mm-hmm. and, you like know. Super Star Wars fans getting together and, like, making what they want to see on screen. Yeah. No, that sounds awesome, man. And honestly, even for somebody that, you know, liked the series but didn't love it, that sounds like, you know, that might even almost interest me more to watch those great directors talk about making it than actually watching the – the uh, series, although it seems like Kevin Smith is conspicuously absent by this whole uh, absent in this whole thing, just want to throw that out there. Yeah. But very true, man. Very true. <laughs> It'll be in season two, I'm sure. But that's a, a whole thing uh, too. When uh, episode seven came out, uh, uh, episode seven came out, there was this whole interview with Kevin Smith where he was actually got to go on set and had to like sign a uh, DNR. Yeah, yeah. Or not DNR. What am I saying? He had yeah. to sign a. Uh, a a thing to say he can't say anything about it, but there was that he was talking about how they would made the real sets, and he when he watched the Millennium Falcon, he just started breaking down crying because you know he's Kevin Smith and he cries all the time. He <laughs> cries when he talks about Batman on his podcast. But, uh, <laughs> all right, I thought it was really a dramatic moment about being in the Millennium Falcon, but no, he's just a puss. But yeah, he uh, <laughs> it's you're shocking. You're right, it's shockingly so that he's not involved yet. Maybe the second season because the other thing we kind of found out around May fourth is that. Season two of The Mandalorian has already completed filming. Yes. We, uh, or, I guess, speculated a little bit about whether... I mean, they, they set up that there obviously was going to be a season two. We kind of... We mm-hmm. talked about, you know, our eager... Our desire to watch and and whatnot, but... Uh... Correct. And like I said, Rosario Dawson is going to be in this season playing... Uh, like I said, the character from the Clone Wars, which so they're bringing another cartoon character to Who, the Padawan now. of uh, Vader's Correct. Padawan. Yeah. Correct. Okay, interesting. But she became she started as kind of like this little annoying character and became a huge fan favorite with just her storyline. She's actually the main focus on the last two episodes of the Clone Wars, the TV series, which is really interesting. Okay, interesting. So it's interesting. So yeah, a big to crossover see. there, older, even like you were saying between the TVs and cartoons. And, of course, she'll be an older version of herself in the cartoons because the cartoon ends in the third movie and The Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So there'll be uh, it'll be an older version of her. It'll be interesting to see that. Also, we're finding out that uh, maybe not Kevin Smith, but we now know that Robert Rodriguez is going to be directing a uh, episode two of season okay. two. Okay, so of, they're going to uh, stay with the same theme of some guest directors and whatnot. For sure. And hopefully hilarious so, comedian cameos. But Rodriguez, no, all right, that's a good – he's honestly a pretty good Mandalorian candidate in all honesty. Just like I said with the tone of that show, kind of having a little bit more of that like fun, goofy kind of tone because he's of course – like we think of him more from the dusk till dawns and whatnot. But he as well did like the Spy Kids whole franchise and has done correct. a lot more like family-friendly stuff. We're getting his kind of like, you know, more juvenile interpretation of a Robert Rodriguez kind of thing. Absolutely, man. I, you said Cheech. I was thinking 
which hilarious space creature is Danny Trejo going to be? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great call. He's fucking, we'll uh... get text. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a Wookiee. Uh... I mean, I'm sure uh, Dave Filoni is going to be coming back to directing uh, a couple episodes just because he is recently Mr. Star Wars. He's done a lot for like the Star Wars universe, pretty legitimacy in it. Also, just some other news about what we've heard on May 4th is, speaking of Taiki Wahidi, um, not only directing an episode of Mandalorian, it's now been announced that he's going to be directing a new Star Wars movie that will be coming out. Okay, interesting. big news. Okay, now a, a Legend series movie, or well, obviously a... Uh, do, do we yeah, know I mean, what tale? Place in the universe, but the Skywalker tales are done. I like this just because... He did a great job with the Thor movie. He's obviously a huge Star Wars fan. He has a good, like, comedic sense to how to do these things. I mean, yeah, but, we've talked about it before, but uh, his Thor Ragnarok was one of, uh, like, you know, I think both of our favorite Marvel movies of the whole series, of the whole, you know, Avenger franchise. So definitely he's sure, done the big high-budget yeah. action stuff well. Speaking of him, actually, recently, dude, I just watched him uh, this week in a great movie he was in, uh, uh, but it's called Seven Stages to Achieve Eternal Bliss. It's a very long title, but there's uh, uh, Dan Harmon's in it, Kate Micucci. Uh, It's a really, like, super funny, like, offbeat kind of sci-fi comedy movie that he kind of just randomly wound up watching him in. But he's on fire, dude. He was in as well. I've been watching, actually, the In the Shadows. I've been watching oh, as well. I think we'll that's how I think they, like, suggested fantastic. this for me or whatnot. But In the Shadows has been great. And then this uh, Seven Stages was also fucking really good. So he's great, man. That if guy's like... If you want to keep it in the geek form, too, if you want to take a look back, he was also in the very terrible... He plays the nerdy best friend to Ryan Reynolds in the Green Lantern movie. Okay, wow. Yeah. Major kickback. <laughs> yeah, for real. A uh, shout-out to the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Fuck. That nobody that was involved in that movie is proud of any of the <laughs> But so he's uh, um, really blowing up big, though, now, and uh, doing a yeah, now, like, you know, a, a Star Wars film that's as really as high as it gets if you're a if you're a geeked-up director like uh, Wakihi. We got to figure out this guy's name too. It's getting to the point where I'm gonna like actually fucking <laughs> gonna Wikipedia this guy's close. name. I think it's Tahiki Wahidi. Oh, are you actually well, saying I, it right? I, I, <laughs> I was, was kind of just thinking you were messing around. I, yeah. Hilarious. As close as we're gonna get. But I was also in announcement news like that. Uh, Leslie Hamlin, who is the uh, writer creator of the show Russian Doll with Natasha Leone on Netflix has now been announced that she's going to be heading a new Star Wars TV series that'll be on Disney+. Plus. Jesus. Um, Another new Star Wars series? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a female-centric, so maybe more Rey stuff, but we'll see who it'll be about, another TV series. Also, it was announced a little while ago, but I feel like we haven't talked about the show yet, so it's worth bringing in. There's also going to be a Ewan McGregor Obi Wan Kenobi TV series on Disney Plus coming out sometime soon. Okay, we've definitely talked about that. I thought that was a movie, though. I thought that was one of the the next. I was actually going to say, is that the uh, movie that uh, our man is directing from the Legend series? Because we had heard that there was a uh, Obi Wan movie coming up. So that's actually going to be a TV series. Now it's actually going to be a series too, correct? Okay, so that's there's going to be a Ewan McGregor TV series based on the Obi-Wan Kenobi Legend series. There's going to be a Mandalorian mm-hmm. Season 2, okay, as well as now a, uh, 
uh, a Russian doll lady director series yeah, as Leslie well. Yeah, Leslie is also yeah. Show so three different Star series show. coming up. Interesting. What's do we have any idea the uh, concept behind her series? Not at all, except that it's supposed to be like a female-centric show. Uh, it's so new that it's announced. Okay, you were just really saying potentially Ray. Either the show or movie's going to be about, even especially so with like, even things that have already filmed are getting pushed delays. So who knows when all this coronavirus yeah. stuff. But, but so that's a lot of uh, Star Wars stuff. A lot then. of Star Wars stuff. I guess also on May 4th, too, the latest Star Wars game that's come out, uh, Fallen Order, they added a bunch of DLC things to the actual game that if you go on now you can play different like fighting matches and whatnot as jedi so everybody a lot of stuff going on in the star wars world on old may 4th yeah man for sure i guess also it's worth mentioning too that i haven't officially announced it yet but it's very heavily implied that there will be a new animated tv series also on disney plus another star wars animated series oh yeah i was actually going to say that when i was giving you my tv show rundown there's obviously they're setting up for more animated that was what i was uh Getting into earlier, the whole Spider Verse things that they're obviously, I think, looking like they're going to be, you know, uh, continuing with the animated series as well. Now that Clone Wars is over, and now as well Absolutely. a new feature film coming up. So like just, I said, let me just get your one take on something real quick, though, in terms of all of these TV series, and I guess even now this uh, uh, new movie that we don't know, uh, uh, with the whole Skywalker series being over. Uh, uh, what would be like? What would you want to dive into next in terms of like a fresh storyline? Like, if we're not going to be doing tales in between or, any, or anything like that, like, can we just mm-hmm. come up with something totally fresh? You know, or I mean, uh, there's so much stuff you can do because there's also like so many other Jedi who were doing stuff after Order sixty six. There's also what a lot of people want to see is there was this game and series of novels years back called The Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, yes, I've heard of this. This took place like 2,000 years before even uh, episode one. And it's just, that would be kind of interesting to see, like, how the old ancient Jedi stuff against, like, the old Sith. There's, you know, that would be I mean, a logical one, too, because there's a lot of those, uh, even one of there's the Avengers, like Eternals coming out, and there's mm-hmm. every series, it seems, eventually does the Ultimate Prequel series, so that would be a definite possible one, but it's, uh, you know, just interesting if they're going to keep on coming up with this whole, you know, if, if, if they're going to just, you know, now really uh, uh, put the uh, uh, content into hyperspace, <laughs> to uh, use a Star Wars term, but um, you know they're gonna they're gonna need to figure out like a whole new fresh you know just ground of content to draw from I suppose because you I know, know that man and like they can't I just they can't just keep ago, on continue doing you know spinoff series of uh, of you know cast well, members from the original that, but like I said five years ago when we first started talking about this that now that Disney owns it they're gonna be pumping these things out till I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. You know what I mean? That's the other funny thing about this, too, is with, uh, you know, all these new series and movies coming out. Like, of course, I'm excited to see them and watch them all. But, you know, there's got to become a time, like, when do I become, like, the 52-year-old guy wearing his Yoda years going to the theaters to see the new Star Wars movie or the <laughs> fucking 60-year-old in his Captain America t-shirt going to see Avengers 9? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I mean I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find out, but I mean that's kind of where <laughs> I'm just going with like the whole involvement thing. You know what I mean? Because if it's like, you know, if it's if we're talking about like in a, a, a never-ending universe of, you know, all sorts of characters and all sorts of things. Like, if they're, if you're just making Star Wars uh, movies in the franchise that are just totally unrelated to the original whole concept outside of the shared, you know, universe, unquote, and the fact that they're all, like, doing space opera kind of things in the same general universe, there'd be a lot of room for more great franchises or whatnot, like, something totally different in the same franchise if it's 50 years from now and you're still kind of in like this direct universe where every movie somehow can be traced back to the yoda you know han days it would be kind of like ish if we're coming up with something totally you know what i mean uh uh, new stories in the same you know theoretical world but really not relating to at all and coming up with new famous characters and new that's true that was one of my problems with the with the last you know uh, that's just one of my problems with the last series is that they kind of felt too much of trying to hang on to Leia as opposed to trying to evolve the character with Ray. You know what I mean? And it was I uh, get what you're saying, but to put it in terms that you'd understand, I guess that like, look, twenty twenty five years now later, Undertaker's still dressing in goth and fighting in graveyard. So, you know. <laughs> I guess yeah. <laughs> I, I guess touche to that. Everybody, uh, everybody loves yeah, an I old Wookiee. You know, it's twenty five years ago too. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I'm a true fan. I'm not going anywhere. Much like you and your uh, wrestling figurines, I still got my Star Wars action figures all. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. All lined up. <laughs> but I mean, I guess Aussie wrestling is a good, uh, uh, you know, example of like totally it's the same storyline. However, every couple years, totally fresh everything. You know what I mean? Where it's still wrestling, it's still WWF. I've still watched every Monday theoretically for the last 30 years or whatever but you run into a point where it's like yes it's it's technically the same championship belt has been handed to all these people but now we're in totally different storylines where it's you know absolutely no, I, a, a fresh start you know i get what you're saying i, I wasn't putting an attack on a uh, wrestling yeah yeah no, no i mean i'm just hoping that star wars goes that route you know what i mean i'd love to see like if you know like you said it's a great a platform for cool characters and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, in, instead of being so dedicated to, like, let's see what uh, uh, Darth Maul's life was like. Let's just come up with a new Darth Maul and come up with a oh, badass a story around him. You know series. what I mean? Like, You get a lot of Darth Maul in the Clone Wars series. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, he's one of my favorites, actually. Like, That was a bad I example because I'd love a Darth Maul spinoff. But... but I guess with that... Would be all of the kind of May Fourth Star Wars news I had here. <laughs> kind of like what I was saying too is that we started this whole podcast off five years ago, just talking about Star Wars stuff. Yes. And, uh, you know, we uh, definitely did a uh, closer look inspired by that. And since it is kind of near our five year anniversary, I think for this episode, for our closer look. We want to kick it back to you guys, give you an original episode one closer look. Yes, um, this is in- pretty much in honor of May the 4th be with you, the year 2015, however, as May 4th, five years ago, we took a closer Correct. look uh, 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 in honor of in Star our, Wars. In, in honor of Han and Chewie being 
you know, famous movie sidekicks, we took a closer look at best non-human sidekicks. It's the <laughs> yes. first closer look we ever did. And we're going to play this closer look clip for you and maybe a little bit of the Haunted Chewy stuff leading up to it. But uh, for this sure. is five years ago. So this uh, is, first yeah. episode we ever did. Uh, notice no theme music for the closer look. We, this was before we even had Andre Dobby come through <laughs> with uh, these hot theme music tracks. So... Yeah, this was actually, uh, yeah, well, we'll get into it later, but uh, like you said, from episode one, uh, and may the fourth be with you, 2015, we take you to the closer look. Yeah. Because let's face it, Star Wars, fucking hey, man, they got their own day, for God's sakes. That's true. There's no National Avengers Day. National. Not yet, guys, but we did get Spider-Man back to Marvel, <laughs> so we can do it. Yeah, we're working on it. They're working towards it. But Star Wars Day was... Uh, Earlier in, in this week was actual May the 4th. How did you May celebrate? 4th. Are you, uh, you know, worked on my uh, lightsaber video, YouTube video. <laughs> About three You hours. watched the fat kid and the lightsaber thing? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Being that fat kid, dude, I'm going to team up with him. Yeah, one of the great YouTube sensations. And then you told me that that kid was actually ended up suing YouTube. Because there was, of course, the classic, like, somebody. big fat, like, or not just say big fat kid, but just like a I mean, chubby little. <laughs> yeah. But big, big fat guy fat makes kid. you think like a, like a like an older, big fat comic book nerd. This is just some chubby little, like. 11-year-old God, that fucking kid was around. way older than 11, dude. That <laughs> kid is well into his teen years. Like, I've seen uh, the video If he was 11, dude, kid, then but... I could like understand it. Like, oh, dude, we're picking on this 11-year-old, dude. But this kid's like way old enough to know better, dude. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, untuck your shirt at least, man. But that's why he should be getting picked on. He knew when, when, he, when you're that old and you're setting up the uh, shop with the big stick to do the lightsaber tricks. Yeah, but <laughs> you should know you're getting made fun of your 11-year-old. Eh, nobody wants this. Yeah, but the fucking poor kid never meant it to leak. <laughs> it was like some kid, like, like classic, like '90s sitcom. It was like pretending to be his friend, stole the video and like leaked it online, dude. The kid, for some reason, was mortified. This but... kid, we should have a national this kid day. Forget about <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Fuck. We should all celebrate the kid that leaked that hilarious video. Of we the gotta try to get this kid on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but so, of course, so I, w I was looking into it a little bit though, because this, this is the kind of thing that crosses over to the news and hits the. Uh, Actual, you know, mainstream public oh, yeah. Star Wars Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. all sorts. There were all sorts of, like, LARPer demonstrations and uh, things like exhibits held throughout parks and stuff in the country. All right. Where people show you how to lightsaber and people reenact scenes from the movie and whatnot. Well, like, one thing for this I saw in the news this year on May the 4th. All of the, uh, the astronauts in the space station actually watched Star Wars from space. It's pretty fucking cool, actually, man. I want to say about a bunch of yeah. Dorks, it would be pretty cool to watch Star Wars Although, in like, space. Yeah, I've got it because I've got this perception when you're an astronaut, and you're like in one of these like space machines. You're kind of like sitting looking out of the window at like you know into space. Yeah, and it's probably you're probably like in the middle of like a like a little chamber. I'm sure you're not just like looking out of the window at like the moon pass by, you know. But that's true. That's true. I don't. Know. I'd be always looking out the window, man. Just fucking They're terrified on, like, that things yeah. gonna fall apart. But you can't probably just like because that's what I feel like. I'd feel like I'd yeah. have my face pressed up to the window. The Time. The whole time. Like the a kid driving time. through the mountains in the backseat of the Volvo. But uh, I got a feeling that's probably a little bit more of a professional atmosphere set up for these guys. So they're probably professional enough that they can all sit down and, and like watch Star Wars together. <laughs> yeah. They got their shit together, I mean. But I mean, that's, uh, so that's what they did. I saw there was like on the in on the internet all sorts of uh, it's like really popular for these nerds to get married on on May the 4th. These fuckers. So there's all sorts of like wedding gallery, wedding photo galleries. These fucking losers. 
Oh, oh really? These, uh, I mean, I fucking you, trust me, dude. There's, are you above these Star Wars? There's <laughs> a line, dude. There's a line. <laughs> Having said that, though, like, I'm always hoping to just, like, maybe get invited to one of these things one time, dude, <laughs> and just, like, pretend like I hate it. Like, oh, my God, I yeah. got to dress up like a fucking Game of Thrones character <laughs> and just be so excited to do it. And I feel that, like, there's probably – that's probably the most worthy marriage if you can find two of these rejects that love Star Wars so much that they want to have – because, you know, every other wedding's like the, like the wife wants to have it on the beach and the guy's mm-hmm. trying to save a couple bucks. But, no, both these two fucking assholes want to have their friends play with lightsabers as they stand in the backyard I know, I'd dressed always, up as characters from a George Lucas movie. I always want like, to – This s- is true love, folks. <laughs> Except I always want to see, like, the bride's father's face. And he's fucking, like, looking so disappointed. This is who his daughter's married, but having – being forced to sit there in like his Jar Jar Binks costume, <laughs> it just it just being furious and this, fucking yeah yes. total fucking nerd and just all hope goes out the window. Harrison Ford, <laughs> and you just sit there and feel like the biggest failure as a father, <laughs> as a parent. Yeah, seriously, that's oh, gotta dude. be a rough day for your yeah for the dad when you sit <laughs> yeah. there with fucking Yoda ears. <laughs> <Exactly. on>. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed him up as I the emperor. Her, yeah. <laughs> Is oh there any God. reason why these two people should not be wed? Oh, I have <laughs> a reason. <laughs> but yeah, right, I totally so hope I totally want to get invited to one of those things. Having said that, yeah, now I do too. Yeah, actually, now that, now that you mention it. But uh, so, what do you think of the? Because you're and you were also telling me because the uh, just in terms of the Star Wars movies, actually, we were talking about them. But the original three. Definitely, I think, hold up is maybe a little bit long in the tooth in certain scenes, <laughs> but definitely hold up is three definitely very solid movies. The next three of this iconic Star Ugh. Wars, total gar- hunks of garbage that all, you could only pass by by going, well, they were the ones before the other ones. That's so really true. They're supposed to be really boring and like tons Vader's of- racing go-karts as a six-year-old. Like, yeah, we, it's going to be boring, but yeah, and a lot of the shit in more terrible. They did have the famous Padme scene where fucking after Darth Vader loses to Obi-Wan and he's sitting there and we find out that like the reason behind all of the evilness inside of Darth <laughs> when you really crawl inside the belly of the beast it's really just because some fucking chick left him and he's like, oh, Padme! Now he's the... Because some fucking exactly. chick leaves him. He's no better than Jared Leto the Joker, basically. Darth <laughs> yeah. Vader. At the end of the day, so there's that horror leading into the... That was the big culmination of the first trilogy. Yeah. Now we're on the uh, heels of the last trilogy of Star Wars. Get yeah, the new ones thoughts. are coming out. New ones are coming out. Episode 7 is coming out. Episode 7 through 9. Episode 7 through 9. first ones are directed and by... The uh, nine part in the trilogy of trilogies. The nine-part movie, man. Um, yeah, J.J. Abrams is directing this one. Guy directed, like, Law or did, like, Lost and... Bunch of other shit. He was actually directing a couple of the Star Trek, the first two new Star Trek movies. Okay, which, which everybody loved. Yeah, everybody weren't loved. terrible, man. Like, I'm not a Star Trek guy at all, but totally fucking love those movies. So it should be good, and he's using a lot less CGI, as in, so he's, like, building real sets and, like, trying. Yeah, because you don't want a lot of CGI in Star Wars. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of ruined the, like, the new trilogy. The one, two, and three it was all just fucking blue screens and CGIs and a lot of bitching about ex-girlfriends. <laughs> But uh, so now these are you, are you excited for these three though these three because you were telling me these three are actually the first three were before the, the yeah exactly the three these three are like after the original three but it's the same character so the first three same were like the char- characters that would become the, the characters, characters we know from exactly these last three are still the same fucking characters yeah. from the last three yeah. it's like yeah. they're actually like they're old dragging Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford out there to Ford. be like what would these Jedi's look like fighting the galaxy. 
30 years later. I think they were more dragging uh, Harrison Ford. I think Mark Hamill was fucking sure to sign on, <laughs> yeah. seeing as this fucking bozo hasn't That's done true. anything in 30 years. The fucking flamer that played C-3PO <laughs> was running out of the, yeah. running to the uh, studio. For oh, I already actually have the costume on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking loser but yeah no the only thing is is like they, you're right it's 30 years later and they're very old now they're very old characters yes, they're so like it's more like geriatric Star Wars it's like is there a big nursing home they're gonna be in like is Han Solo still able to do the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs like can he still drive that fast or at all because like he's old as fuck now so he doesn't drive at night Yeah, but so like it's space it's always it's nighttime. Always it's night. always night <laughs> It's always, I can't see this. It's too hard. It's too hard to drive now. Turn that radio down, right. Chewie. They're definitely gonna have. They're definitely gonna have to have like a separate wing for these. Yeah, these poor Chewie. Pun- now, why didn't they make movies? Why didn't? Why aren't there just like younger Jedi's that they're telling the stories about? Are these stories? Is it still? Well, I like, think these uh, old. It's still Luke trying to get back, and you know. <laughs> I think these old farts are gonna be more like cameo roles. I think it is gonna be like a okay, younger batch of kids. Even fucking. I know, like the bad guy is uh, the fucking. Dude from Girls, the fat chick's boyfriend in Girls, is the bad guy in Star Wars, which right. is just fucking the hipstery. Is, this is the way we're going. We're just getting hipstery, gothy people to play these villains, dude. Well, I guess it shows that America hates these people. At some, <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in their heart, we really do hate these. That's right. We want to watch some hipster goth kids that we... Someone even nerdier than you beat the crap out of you. Someone more geeked up than you. What about Chewie? Is Chewie going to be back? Chewie's gonna be back, man. But Chewie, how good can Chewie be looking? <laughs> yeah, you ever seen your like, friend's like old dog? Yeah, he's Chewie's like, back hind leg doesn't work. He's <laughs> yeah, shitting he's all got over one the those carpet all the time. Big cones around <laughs> his head so he doesn't like bite his stitches. His eyes are all cataracts over. Just like fuck, are we? Are we? The, the, do Han and Luke have to have that talk about Chewie? You know, are we keeping him alive for him or for us? Who's this really? <laughs> really, that's how this one's gonna end. Actually, is them having to put Chewbacca down at the yeah. end. They'll be playing the music. Han will be sitting there petting him. Like I don't care what anyone says. You were a good Wookie. Fucking Chewie and me. Owen Wilson will come bursting in crying. It'll be the exact same ending as Marley and me. We'll call yeah, it s- episode seven. Chewie and me. Chewie and me. Chewie and me. <laughs> It's a big good one to come back to. So that'll be the end of that partnership. But, uh, so yeah, Chewie and Me will be the uh, title of that last one. But really, in honor then of their last hoorah, of the last, as I predict, the last <laughs> assumed run last hoorah of Chewie and Han, to me, one of the uh, best on screen weird partnerships. It's going to bring us to our closer look. This episode, ah, where every closer look segment, the old closer look segment, where every episode Liam and I geek apart and take a closer look at a certain subject. <laughs> and like I said, so in this episode, um, in honor of Chewie and Han. Anyway, so in honor of Han and Chewie, we're this episode. We're going to do a closer look of best non-human partners. Yes, best non-human partnership. Because let's face it, that's the one thing that jumps off your bat. Han and Chewie are roaming through the galaxy everywhere, buddy, buddy. That's right. One's a huge gorilla, the other's a normal man, <laughs> flesh and blood. Yeah. What's the story here? One's a space What's gorilla, the- yeah. <laughs> one's a normal man. <laughs> I mean, it works great for the intimidation factor. You're going, what the fuck is... But... The other thing that works great in Han's case is the communication works perfectly. There's yeah. no barrier between the animal-human world. 
Han yep. goes, hey, Chewie, you know, you got to save the day. And then Chewie, boom, right there to save the day. Yeah, exactly. And plus, Han understands what Chewie says. He somehow speaks this disgusting gorilla <laughs> space language and, like, doesn't miss a beat. Like, which way do we go, Chewie? All right, we'll go through there. Like, what? Like, maybe Han's just a little nuts. And there's, like, that's that fucking douchebag that talks yeah. to his, like, dog. Just that nobody else is communicating. Nobody else is yeah. just troping around with their own Wookiee uh, yeah. that they're talking with all day long. Everyone else is looking a little nervous that this maniac is the one flying the ship. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, or should we want to let the Wookiee whisperer fucking <laughs> behind the wheel right now? <laughs> all right. Goes, we're going light speed, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess we're going light speed. <laughs> Wait, Buckle up. What? Because that kind of gets me thinking. I kind of do still look at, like you called him a space gorilla. I kind of look at him more as animal than alien. So that kind of gets me some of the, the other kind of best... Uh, Non-human partnership. Right off the bat, jumps off my head to me. Uh, Turner and Hooch. Turner and you get the, Hooch. In, the, in the many of the age-old genre of buddy cop movies involving a dog, <laughs> where you get Turner and Hooch, which was a great one because, I don't know, I forget which one was Turner. They probably pulled the old, like, Tom Hanks is Hooch and the dog is Turner, one of those. Yeah, but is like, one name more of a dog than the <laughs> other? Like, yeah, that's actually true. I feel like both names is not appropriate for a human and equally appropriate for yeah. a dog. And both are perfect for dogs. Yeah. I think but Turner and Hooch, was, too. The, I'm sorry. The dog was like a witness to the crime. And like that's why he had to pair up with Tom Hanks. Yeah, because he wasn't. That was the best part. Because he wasn't even like a police dog. <laughs> no. Usually it's like like it's not even like a movie re- like a like a revolving around a, a cop and his dog sidekick. That's like a drug sniffing dog or like a bomb sniffing <laughs> dog that saves. Like they could make a real drama about like a police dog, but <laughs> yeah, no, they just got some like sloppy bulldog who's not like <laughs> sniffing out bombs. He's just shitting on the rug and just like right. drooling everywhere. Yeah, just, just like Han Solo, dog. too. But you're right, he, like, witnessed the crime, <laughs> yeah. and then was just like, the only person that I got the positive ID is Hooch. <laughs> or Turner. <laughs> or Turner. <laughs> Whichever one the fucking dog is. And in all of those cop dog movies, you know that, like, at the end of the day, they're definitely going to solve the case, and at some point, he's definitely going to trash the apartment. He does trash the apartment, <laughs> and Tom Hanks tries to, like... Break it down for him. Like, this is my side of the apartment. <laughs> this is your side of the apartment. Oh, Hooch. And was Hooch not respecting of the boundary? Yeah, sure as shit. It would have so gone if wrong. you're doing that with Chewie, Chewie goes, and you go, no, Chewie, you, no. you stay on your side. <laughs> okay, all right. You can come on over. Perfect. Yeah, that would have worked out perfectly. All right. Dude, like, I, like, I understand where the bitter cops come from, too, when you see those cops that are like, like if, if they tried to match me up with a dog, like on my first day at the, at the <laughs> precinct, I would definitely become one of those cops, like, shaking down kids for weed and, like, bullying the local businesses out of free pizzas. And, like, me and the dog would be like training day, where I'd just be fucking, like, running amok all over town with some dog in the front seat. Hooch, this is not an option. You are going <laughs> to smoke this shit. Yeah, I'd be like, Captain, the dog was smoking PCP all day, I swear. <laughs> Biting it wasn't kids. me. <laughs> But so then in other because uh, there are other dog movies. What about like the Beethoven or Air Buds? Because um, those are like those aren't they don't they're not like the non-human sidekick. They're the fucking it's it's Air Bud. Like, well, he's Beethoven, the, yeah, he doesn't really psychic. He's just a dog. But yeah, Air Bud is like you said, more of like the he's the, the star, star of the show. He's the title. And he's the little fucking nerdy white kid that can't ball at all is this yeah, fucking he's the, human, is this, he's the nerdy is he's human the sidekick. sidekick. 
As Air Bud drops 40, as Air Bud <laughs> yeah. gets a triple-double and this fucking kid rides the pine. Like, how little black kids were in your town when you got to get a golden retriever in there to score some fucking baskets? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, go, like, play another, go play Frisbee or something that a dog, like, it makes sense to work your dog in. And how terrible you at basketball, too, where the dog has to vouch for you to get you on the fucking freshman yeah, team. <laughs> exactly. This kid was riding Air Bud's coattails throughout his entire, uh, he's got a varsity letter because of fucking stupid Air Bud. The movie poster that one is the best, too. It's Air Bud just straight up dunking. <laughs> dunking. Yeah. Dunking a fucking... It's not even... They made a whole movie out of, like, a stupid pet trick. They yeah. Found, like, he could bang the thing. How did they miss out on, like, the bulldog riding a skateboard franchise? <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sure there's one out there we just don't know about. <laughs> like, if we don't get the if we don't get the paperwork across town by 3 o'clock, the boardwalk's gonna close. <laughs> All right, Grumpy. <laughs> You're facing against Tony Hawk. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Because, and there was, uh, so those are lots of the dog ones. And there's also, there was the, a couple of chimpanzee movies yeah. where Matt LeBlanc was fucking playing <laughs> yeah. minor league baseball <laughs> with a. that one, dude? Fucking <laughs> Ed, Ed was the monkey, I think. <laughs> like, how, like, I would just love to, I'm a huge fan of Matt LeBlanc on the surface of this movie. <laughs> just to, like, get down to what deep, dark demons are in his closet. Like, what vices ran through all of his money that in the middle <laughs> of, like, friends being out, he needed to fucking make. Make a movie with a chimpanzee playing third base. Like his yeah, agent calls him up, and he's like, "All right, man, we got a, we got a script for you. Yeah, you're playing it. It's just a sports movie." He's like, "What am I playing? Joe DiMaggio, Sonny Liston? <laughs> like, what exactly is the role?" No, you're you're a minor league baseball player and a chimpanzee is playing third. Like, <laughs> good news is that they'll pay you directly in cocaine. Like, all right, I'm in. The bad news is, though, the monkey is getting paid more than you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the movie's called Ed. Yeah, that's it's, a good point. That's another one of these. <laughs> yeah. Now, who was Ed? Was Ed LeBlanc Ed was or the, the monkey? monkey. No, oh, well, then the you monkey. see, he's that's, not a good sidekick. He's like the Matt star Le, of the show. Matt LeBlanc's a human sidekick. And that's one of those movies, too. Like, how is this fucking monkey able to play baseball? And there's, like, the one dude. She's like, I don't see anything in the rule book about it. Doesn't say anything about monkeys. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like, really? Isn't yeah, this kind of assumed that use the unwritten rule that, uh, that jungle animals can't play human sports? <laughs> Who's your catcher? Oh, mention. it's a lion. <laughs> Fucking try stealing home, you dick. Yeah. Oh my Not God. to mention the fact he struck out every single time. And, uh, <laughs> he's got 15 errors, but the field sold out, so... <laughs> yeah, so you're right, though. I think that neither... I, I think that all of those... Uh, those are kind of more stars of the show. They're not like sidekicks. We're looking for a good. Uh, well, Clint Eastwood had the monkey sidekick. in like the seventies or eighties, whatever that movie. Every which way but loose. Now this was like they just finally invented on how to like train a monkey to act in a movie, and they're like, "All right, get Eastwood. We're gonna sell yeah. gazillion tickets." And he's like a bare knuckle boxer, like travels the country with like some monkey he's won in like a fight, <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes around like the U.S. I gotta, I gotta see this one. <laughs> he just goes around the U.S. and like bare knuckle boxes, then his. Fucking partner is like a monkey, dude. Way better plot than any of the other ones <laughs> yeah, we've, we've listed so far. I imagine it's back in the 70s, too, where Clint Eastwood was still like a young, strong guy. I was like, I think I could kick an orangutan's ass. <laughs> fucking make it happen. Yeah, I'm at the top of my game. I, I started just made... off as a documentary and <laughs> yeah. ended up as a uh, Disney I just classic. made Escape from Alcatraz. So, uh, <laughs> up with an orangutan this time. All right, how about some others? Because I got some other... Uh, a weird one was one of my favorite non-human sidekicks was Aladdin's sidekick, the genie. Not only does he give you three wishes, but he makes hilarious voices and sings a couple of goofy songs That's throughout true. the movie. That's so true. he's a very good non-human sidekick. Yeah, but you have to hang out with Robin Williams for 90 <laughs> minutes. Like, fucking That's Jesus true. Christ, dude. I guess I'd rather have a woman. Hey, look, now I'm an elephant. Huh? I was like, I right, fucking take it easy, genie, dude. I didn't even make a wish. I didn't even wish for that, dude. Why are you doing that? Shut up. Shut the fuck up till I need something. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, oh, it wouldn't be good if you wished for this. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm a TV. You don't even know what that is yet. Like, that fucking ain't easy, dude. 
Aren't you kind of my slave? Like, don't you live in this lamp until I need <laughs> yes, something you. from you? Shut up. But he my also one, had another non wish is you shut the fuck up, Robin yeah. Williams. How about that? I'm going to bang the first one wish right out there. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. I wish no you more would, song and up. dances from you, all right? I wish in 30 years you would just fucking kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Christ almighty genie. All right. They all come, they all, they all come true. <laughs> yeah, there's a great wish. It's a great wish, Aladdin. Um, he also had a monkey. He had a monkey partner, too. He, he had, had a boo. And who, uh, like, he'll go steal shit for you when you need. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good, good part of shit. exactly what you want in a monkey. Wear his exact same clothes as you. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine he's, like, twisting them joints for him. <laughs> you know he was I mean? also a good non-human sidekick because much like uh, uh, Chewie in the galaxies where the Wookiees weren't, like, so heavily scrutinized, Aladdin was able to walk around in a society where you got a monkey next to you. It's not, not a big deal. Yeah. Unlike Matt LeBlanc and Ed where he's got yeah. a monkey next to him. And, and has what to explain the fuck? it to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a monkey in India yeah. or wherever Aladdin's from. So. <laughs> yeah, dude, like Afghanistan. I imagine it. <laughs> yeah, maybe Aladdin would be so poor too if he stopped buying fucking matching outfits for the monkey, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I think you're spending your money all wrong, dude. It's like that monkey really need to wear the fucking same vest and hat that you're wearing, dickhead. Maybe save up. You don't have to steal so much bread. Yeah, you need to steal some- <laughs> but then the fucking princess had the tiger. But then uh, I the guess they all had non-human. <laughs> I guess they're not human since they're cartoons, much <laughs> like Roger Rabbit. Yeah. But. Because then also even Jafar had uh, the parrot. had Godfrey <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> It'd be great to have a little racist uh, sidekick, <laughs> yeah, just saying horrible, just an anti-Semitic <laughs> fucking parrot. Like whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! He's uh, definitely the most hilarious non-human sidekick. Yeah, yeah come I go, this is a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> fucking parrot! We can't hear the fucking aristocrats fucking bit again. Yeah, seriously. So then Aladdin's fucking Jasmine in the ass. <laughs> Jafar's shitting all over the place. <laughs> and what is up with these Jews? <laughs> We're in the desert here. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> I'm the only Jewish guy in all of Aladdin. The most offensive Disney character. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my god, he was a great. He's a great sidekick if you're uh, trying to thwart Aladdin, and also want to hear a couple of hilarious Malaysia tsunami jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's perfect. He's Wait a, a perfect sidekick. Did that parrot just make a 9/11 joke? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so he's a good one. He's, he's a, good a good one. one. Well, we haven't touched, like, robots. What about, like, uh, the Terminator in Terminator 2? Only see, Terminator again, 2, he's, he's partnered up with fucking Eddie Furlong. Again, we do kind of cross the line where the movie is called The Terminator. It's not called Eddie Furlong, so I don't know if he's a sidekick as much. True, but I think Eddie Furlong but, has more lines. You're right, Ed, yeah. but Edward Furlong is definitely in charge. Yeah, he gets to tell what to do. Around. Stop killing people! Like, fucking take it easy, Eddie. We paid <laughs> good money to see this. And you're right, All the uh, really all he ever says is, I'll be back. Yeah. So he's coming back to him. Like, that's yeah, and his he only... teaches him cool catchphrases. He's like, no, 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 you say hasta la vista, baby. It's like, what? <laughs> Who's teaching this robot to say this stupid shit, dude? See, now that's a good... Ca- that's a good uh, Sidekick there because Han was never able to teach Chewie how to say anything. He communicated <laughs> yeah. with the, rrr, but he wasn't getting Chewie to go couldn't out get there him and to uh, say cool like goodbye exit yeah. catchphrases. <laughs> May the force be with you. He wasn't getting yeah. anything. Nothing. Nothing. But uh, uh, any other robots? Another. Well, what about like uh, Kit? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Old Night Rider. Kit Night Rider. He's perfect because like he like you get to just pick up on pick up all the chicks because you're a cool car while the cool car does all of the work for you too. Now, wait a second. Is the car Knight Rider though, or is David Hasselhoff Knight Rider, or is That's like true. David well, no, Hasselhoff the car is Knight? Kit. The car the is, like is Rider K something nine thousand. Yeah, yeah you're right, Something you're right. else where it spells out Kit. It's one of the acronyms or whatever you call them. But uh, so that's why he's Kit, and then the Knight Rider is come on. He's, he's out definitely there. Hasselhoff. He's riding at night. Yeah. He's got the sunglasses on. He's 
the pre Baywatch years before he was fucking saving babes on the beach. Yeah, for sure. First Him in his car, voiced by Mr. Feeney from fucking Boy Meets World. They could have true. That's definitely a negative for as a sidekick. I'd rather again in the. Uh... <laughs> they couldn't find a more badass voice than Feeney. Than Feeney is he still logically trying to yes, teach Hasselhoff lessons? I will go ride two hundred miles an hour and save the day. Do you want to think about that decision first, or <laughs> talk to your parents? Like, no, Night Rider. Yeah, couldn't you be a little bit more exciting with your fucking action-packed show right now? Yeah, Jesus, Kit. I will do a three sixty and wind up in the middle <laughs> of the bank robbery, getting away with our armor-plated tank. All right, how about a little bit of a uh, pizzazz with it, though? <laughs> yeah, 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 we... yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. We're driving fast. Show a little enthusiasm. One time I used to see Mr. Feeney in uh, this neighborhood in the West Village where he lived, and I worked in the neighborhood, and then one time there was, like, a fire at this, like, restaurant or street across the street, uh-huh. and Mr. Feeney came up to me and asked me. He was like, hey, what's going on? And I wanted to be like... <laughs> Wanna be like nothing, get lost, Feeny. <laughs> <laughs> and totally like sully my good graces that I had made. I think Corey and Sean story. Yeah. I think Corey and Sean were playing with fireworks. You better go check it out, Feeny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any other any others is uh What about E. T. Okay, E. T. is a very good alien. But wasn't he the kid's alien friend? He's now, again bit, he's a little bit needy for a uh, non human sidekick. Han and Chewie were like saving the galaxy together. E.T. the whole fucking movie's around trying to hitch a ride home. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. He's not really as much of a sidekick as he's just like a bad guest who shows up (laughs) without a ride home. Eats everyone's Reese's Pieces. (laughs) Scares the shit out of a five-year-old me. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And then, yeah, begs everyone for a ride home. Yeah, well, at least you'll know what to do now if you ever find a needy alien. (laughs) I tried to watch that movie when I was six, and it fucking... Or five, or six, who cares? And it just terrified the shit out of me. Like, when he first meets E.T., and, like, this alien just pops out of this cornfield and screams (laughs) in this kid's face. I was like, what are you fucking kidding me? This is a kid's movie? Like, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And he's, like, a very creepy looking... He's not like Alf, who was, like, an alien (laughs) when we were kids. That was so cute. He could be another non-human... I don't know. Alf was always trying to eat the family cat, though. Like, no one thought about getting rid... (laughs) Rid of one of them. <laughs> well, I mean, we had the cat first, but Alf is hilarious. <laughs> Alf is hilarious, exactly. Yeah. He's, always, he's just this little midget but running like around. Alf, like, because right, because E.T. was like a gross-looking weird alien. He <laughs> yeah. wasn't even like a, you know, yeah, at least like little creature. Yeah, at least Alf would like read the newspaper and like give his takes on, kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Alf is the original Geeked Up podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah, really. We're hoping to get him on, too, one of these days. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go with either Alf or Kit based, uh, based on a... Uh, or closer look. A closer look? I'm going to go with well, Alf. I guess we're not really deciding who the best yeah, is. Yeah, we're not really deciding who the best. But if I could pair him up, I would do Alf driving kit. <laughs> Alf in kit? That would be a much better uh, character That's my swap, movie. maybe. With the anti-Semitic parrot on Alf's shoulder. <laughs> that's my fucking character swap. But not really character swap, but that's my closer look. Well, we are going to be playing character swap, though. So I know. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> All right, well, that was it for the closer look then. I think that's. Uh, I think we did a closer look. But if anyone out there can think of any uh, non-human partners that we might have missed, shoot us an email or message us on Facebook. Yeah, sooner or later we'll come up with an email address, and then we'll start releasing these podcasts <laughs> that we're doing. <laughs> we'll dub it in. Yeah, this is uh, the trial up. one. We didn't really think ahead of our. Uh, we didn't really think ahead of ourselves with send us a fax, dates, or emails, or. So that was that. Wow, man. Uh, big uh, original closer look. I'm going to be honest. I uh, sure cursed a lot more five years ago than I do now, I want to say. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to pull a page from Joe Simmons' book, but that was really funny. I got to be honest. That was the most I've enjoyed listening to a podcast uh, I think ever was that. You know what I forgot about that is uh, that uh, closer look, I think, was the beginning of our love affair early on the show with Airbud. 
Yes. No, that honestly has been like a legendary. I'm so happy we played that, man, because that was like a legendary closer look in a lot of ways. It got into the Airbud, but there's lots of other things that we always reference the the, uh, air, uh, the Chewy and Han non-human uh, non-human sidekick thing anyway. And there's a couple other like reoccurring jokes from the last five years, uh, and then definitely headlined by Airbud and that whole thing that we get into. But uh, definitely a lot of fun to look back. <laughs> But as well, yeah, a lot of uh, a, a lot, lot of funny of gags in there. We were uh, we came out hot with that closer look. I can see why why we've been doing it for the last five years. Because, and I guess we're saying that too is we want to announce that it has been five years of doing this. So we are going to be doing a special five year anniversary uh, episode, along with other things. Maybe playing some old clips. Uh, maybe getting some old guests to come talk about their experience on the show. Some old guest <laughs> interviews. We're on the way to via via Zoom, uh, potentially. (laughs) And then, of course, we're going to try to do a big Zoom room past guest party also that uh, we'll be putting out. We want you guys all to see. Let me put some faces to these goons. As we're we're taking advantage of Coronaville as best we can, we're going to try to give you the interactive Zoom experience for our big five-year anniversary special. But definitely five years of uh, of laughs and uh, a Star Wars commentary as evident of May the 4th, five years ago. Absolutely, man. So that'll be a lot of the stuff coming out next week. But, of course, this Friday we'll be doing our traditional Zoom room party where uh, we kind of want to hear some of your guys' favorite uh, Star Wars uh, memories, uh, likes and dislikes. Maybe yep. uh, some of your thoughts about things starting to reopen during this Coronaville crisis. Yep, yep. Definitely uh, your thoughts on on your favorite South Korean baseball team. All right. We're going to try to we're going to try to get Sheena on via on Zoom, all right, to give us the the rundown on the Hanwha Eagles and maybe try to talk us into uh to becoming uh, all becoming Eagles fans. However, I'm still holding a sour taste in my mouth with that whole Philadelphia thing. Nice. Nice. But, uh, yeah, so join us for that. That'll be tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Look on Facebook for our code. If you don't follow us on Facebook, you can always email us in at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. That's the Geeked Up Podcast. you got to put that the in there. Podcast as well. Search us. So with that, we'll be uh, talking to you guys all Friday night. Next week we'll be doing, of course, uh, the anniversary episodes. Of course, we have the uh, Extraction Netflix uh, episode coming out on Netflix and chat. We'll be eating our Netflix and chill ice cream and uh, giving you our review of that one. Oh, yeah. But other than that, this will be the end of our Coronaville Part 1, Star Wars May 4th Part 2 episode. And I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. I know you guys don't have to work tomorrow, so go ahead and get geeked up. Take it away, Cantina Band.
about to get geeked up. Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! 